We are in Yavamos, Mem Aleph, on base 41b2 in the Archbill Gemara. The Gemara just concluded with the opinion of Rabbi Yossi. Uh, the Gemara said that, uh, was commenting on the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that uh, you are not allowed to do chalitza within the first three months after uh, the death of the husband. You're not allowed to do chalitza. You have to wait for after three months. And the Gemara explained, according to Rabbi Yossi, the reason why, why do you have to wait three months? To do chalitza, I understand to do yibum. Yibum you can't do within the first three months because just like any other, just like uh, with regards to any other marriage, you have to wait three months in order to marry somebody else so that we know who the father is. So the same thing is true for yibum. In fact, it's even worse because you are potentially having relations with your sister-in-law because if she's really pregnant from her first husband, so then it's not a mitzvah of yibum. And then you'd be, you'd be viewed as having relations with your sister-in-law, which is a severe prohibition. So that makes sense with regards to Yibam. But what about Chalitza? So Rabbi Yossi explained, it's based on the idea of Kolo Yibam Chalitza, that the only time Chalitza applies is if, in this context, if practically you're able to do Yibam. Since here, in the first few months, you're not able to do Yibam. And as Rashi explains, you could just wait a little bit. So you should just wait. In any situation where if you were to wait, then there is the potential to do yibam. So then wait, and then you wait, and then once there's the potential to do yibam, you could decide whether you want to do yibam or chalitza. Uh, but because in the first three months you're not allowed to do yibam, we say you're also not allowed to do chalitza. The two go hand in hand. And again, Rashi points out that there are there are many cases where we say do chalitza and do not do yibam. Uh, but the point is that in those cases... There's nothing that will change in the future. There's not the, the, the possibility of doing Yibam will not exist in the future. However, in this case, the possibility of Yibam will exist in three months. And since the possibility of doing Yibam will exist in three months, we say, wait, hold off from doing Chalitza. Better to do Chalitza in the situation where you have an option of doing Yibam. So the Gemara will now question this idea. Masav Rav the Brisa says as follows, that the Sveikos, those who are, it's questionable scenarios of Yibam, they have to do Chalitza, and they're not allowed to do Yibam. What does it mean, these questionable situations, my Sveikos? So the Gemara says, let's say we're not sure whether your brother actually married this person. We're not sure if they actually married this person. So So then what's the problem? Why can't you do Yibam? You should be able to do Yibam. Either way, let's say your brother married this person and then the brother passed away. So uh, it's a mitzvah of Yibam to then do Yibam. So you should be allowed to do Yibam. And if the brother did not marry her, so then she's single and she's not she's not related to you, so you should be able to marry her. So there shouldn't be a problem with doing Yibam. Either it's your sister-in-law and you're doing the mitzvah of Yibam or you're just marrying her and she's single. So it shouldn't be a problem. So why do we say you're not allowed to do Yibam? Allah, rather, this is the case. Uh, the case is as follows. Where uh, you know that your brother married somebody from a certain family, you don't know, but you don't know which person, which daughter or sister he married. And so they are, they are both potentially, or either one, we don't know which one, either one is the wife. We just don't know. The brother doesn't know. Uh, certainly other people who were there, let's say it was a wedding which is further away, especially in times of the Gemara where that information was not as easily uh, uh, attainable. So 
the case is where he just he doesn't know which sister his brother married, and we can't say to do yibum to one because uh, if it's if he's doing yibum to the one who's really not the sister-in-law, so that's a prohibition. That's a prohibition because it's achos zikukasam. It's the sister of the one that he's zakik to. So since either one might be the prohibition, we say you're not allowed to do yibum. We say you're not allowed to do yibum, even though you're not allowed to do yibum. We say you still could do chalitza. You're allowed to do chalitza, even though you're not allowed to do yibum. And this seems to be going against Rabbi Why? Because we could have said as follows. Somebody out there does know who he married. It's impossible. You need witnesses. There's a wedding. It's in the. It's in public. Somebody knows which sister he married. Uh, so why don't we just wait? Just wait a little bit. Unclear exactly how long, but let's wait a little bit. We'll do a little bit of research and find out which one is the sister that he married. And so why do we say, go ahead and do chalitza right away? We shouldn't do chalitza right away. Rubiosi is of the opinion that if you don't have the option of doing Yibam right now, and you might have the option of doing Yibam later on, like in the case of the three months, so hold off, wait three months, and then do Chalitza. Uh, you should do Chalitza then, because Chalitza ideally should be done in the context of having the ability to do Yibam. You don't have the ability to do Yibam within the first three months. Okay, wait. Wait until after three months, and then you can do Chalitza, because at least you have the possibility of doing Yibam. So, so to over here, uh, you should wait. Right now, you're not allowed to do Yibam, because you're not sure... Who's the sister-in-law and who's the relative of the sister-in-law? Who's the sister of the sister-in-law? Uh, but wait a little bit. You'll find out. Eventually, you'll find out. It was done in public. The wedding was in public, so you'll find out. So why do chalitza right away? You should wait. Wait a little bit to do chalitza when you know wh- who the who the sister-in-law really is. Stigmaris answers and says, no, that's not really a question. Hachi hashta hasamim yavol yavi yomar da hakidesh bas chalitza vibamhi. The Gemara says as follows. No, there's a big difference between the two cases. The Gemara says Eliyahu uses the example of Eliyahu, Eliyahu the prophet, Eliyahu Navi, as uh, he represents really the person who uh, could tell us the Mitzias, what exactly is happening, uh, who is the correct sister-in-law. Um, and so in that case, in that case of the sister-in-law, we don't know which sister the brother, which of the two sisters the brother married. Uh, so Elio could possibly tell us and tell us which one uh, was the sister-in-law. And that would make her a chalitza, a bas chalitza, make her somebody who's fit for chalitza or for yibam. The point is, is that we're, we are missing in our knowledge. We're missing something in in the mitzvahs and, and really uh, who... The brother married. Elio could tell us who the brother married, and then she would be fit for chalitza or for yibum. So, because it's a lacking in our knowledge, so we could say that you know a chalitza really does work. It's not that inherently there's something wrong that you're not allowed to do yibum. No, it's just something which is lacking in our knowledge. Since it's lacking in our knowledge, so we'll say you're allowed to do chalitza. There's really no problem because really you could do yibum to one of the two. It's just you don't know which one. And that's something. The reason why you don't know which one is because there's something that's missing. There's information which is missing. But that, but really, that sister-in-law is really fit for yibum. So therefore, you could do chalitza as well. However, in our case of waiting the three months after the death of the husband, and we say that you have to wait three months to do yibum, you have to wait three. Therefore, you also have to wait three months to do chalitza. Over there, even if Elio came, let's say, let's say Elio comes and he tells us that really she's not pregnant, and really there is a mitzvah of yibum. Even in that case, we would tell you, you have to wait three months. Why? 
Because when it comes, and this is an important point, when it comes to the ruling that you have to wait three months, this applies to everybody, at least according to the Tanakhama, according to the first opinion, it applies to everybody. It applies even if there is no concern that she's pregnant. Even if, let's say, a katana, a child, uh, a minor who was who was married, they still have to wait three months, even though it's impossible for them to become pregnant. It was a low plug. They made a rule across the board to say you always have to wait three months. So even if Elio told us that she, she wasn't pregnant, you would still have to wait three months. So it's impossible. It's not that we're missing something. It's not that we're missing information. Even if she, we knew she wasn't pregnant, you would still not be allowed to do Yibam within the first three months. It's a rule. You cannot marry somebody else uh, for three months after you uh, you either got divorced or the husband passed away. That's not allowed. Uh, you're not allowed to get married within the first three months, even if you were to know that she's not pregnant, like a katana, like a minor. And so therefore, it's not something which is lacking in our knowledge, but really, you can't do yibam. So therefore, in that case, we'll say, you're also not allowed to do chalitza, and you have to wait three months in order to do chalitza. Okay? That is the end of that discussion. The Gemara now has two smaller topics to discuss until uh, the end of the page. Uh, and it relates uh, tangentially to, to what we were just talking about. Uh, we mentioned uh, earlier in, in the last recording uh, that if, uh, if the husband passes away, so then the wife is, is supported by the, from the husband's estate, uh, let's say in the context of Yibam, up until the point where they do Chalitza or they do uh, Yibam. So the Gemara now is elaborating on this idea and says as follows: Tana Rabbanan, it is taught in a brisa. Yevama, the Yevama, the sister-in-law, Shlosha Chadashim Arishonim Nizonas Mishabal. For the first three months after the the husband's death, she is supported from her husband's estate. Mikan Ve'elach. However, from then on, after the first three months, Ainan Nizonas, she is not supported. Why is she not supported after the first three months? You could say that for the first three months, she's really still connected to her husband because she doesn't even have the opportunity to do yibum. After the first three months, she has the opportunity to do, to do Yibam. Once she has that potential to do Yibam, it's like she's really connected to the Yavam. It's like she's really connected to the uh, brother-in-law, and she's no longer connected to her husband, but she's not yet fully connected to her brother-in-law because the Yibam did not take place yet. So we say, Mikan From after the first three months, she's no longer supported. She's not supported from her husband because she's no longer connected to her husband. She's also not supported by the Yavam. She also does not get supported from the brother-in-law. She doesn't get from the Yavam, from the brother-in-law, because they're not they're not really married yet. And she doesn't get from her husband because she's no longer, automatically, the Torah says she's no longer connected to her, really to, to her husband. She now has a Zika, has a connection to her brother-in-law. So she's not, unfortunately, she's not supported by anybody. In a regular case of just the death of the husband, not in the context of Yavam, we say she is financially supported from the husband until she marries somebody else. But in the case of Yibam, she automatically gets connected to somebody else. So she's no longer supported by her husband's estate, nor by the Yavam. However, Ahmad Bedinu Barak, let's say uh, the Yavam, the brother-in-law, refused to do either one. He refused to do Yibam and he refused to do Chalitza. And he was brought to court because of this by the sister-in-law. The sister-in-law brought him to court and says, please do something. Do Chalitza or do Yibam? Do Yibam... Uh, so that uh, we could be married, or do chalitza, so I can marry somebody else. And he ran away. Let's say he ran away. Let's say it's intentional. There's a discussion. What happens if he ran away for other reasons? But let's say he ran away because of this. So nizonas michel yavam. So then, as a fine, we say that you know what? She does get receive support from her brother-in-law because since the brother-in-law is refusing to do something, so then uh, she does receive support from 
the property of her brother-in-law. Okay. Um, what happens? The Gemara now asks, what happens in a case where her brother-in-law is a minor and she has to wait a long time till he has the ability to do even Rechalitza? So what happens in the, in the meantime? What, what's the law? Could she be supported by her husband's estate? Uh, what, what, what's, what's the law in, the, in that case? So the Gemara says, Miyavam Lesla. Certainly she doesn't, she doesn't, she's not supported from the Yavam, from the brother-in-law who is a minor. Mibamai, but is that she at least supported from her husband, from the estate of her husband? Or do we say that no, she's automatically connected to this minor, to her brother-in-law who's the minor, and she's no longer connected to her uh, husband, and she shouldn't get support. So the Gemara says, it's a dispute, it's a machlokas. Pligi baravach of Rabina, Chadamar Islav, Chadamar Lesla, Behelchosa Lesla, Mishum Kenasuha. Mishmaya, sorry, Mishmaya Kansuha. The, it's a dispute whether or not she should be supported from her husband's estate. The law is, in the end of the day, that she's not supported from her husband's estate. And this ends up being really just a... Uh, she's, she's sort of penalized by Shemayim, by, by the heavens, even though um, it's not under her control. It's totally not under her control. Uh, but in the end of the day, we say that she, she's in a difficult situation because she cannot be... We say she's not supported by her husband's estate because she has the potential to do Yibam, but her Yavam, the brother-in-law, is a minor. So she has to wait, and unfortunately she's stuck in this situation where she cannot be supported by either her husband's estate or her brother-in-law. Okay, that is case number two. Now, case number three, and with this case we will conclude. Tana Rabbana, it's taught in Abraisa. We have a ruling. Uh, the let's say they did a chalitza, they went against the rules, and they did a chalitza within the first three months. So they did a chalitza within the first three months. The ruling of the brisa is that they have to wait a full three months before remarrying. Uh, she has to wait a full three months before uh, she remarries. Even though the, so, the chalitza took place within the first three months, which wasn't really wasn't supposed to happen. So she has to wait three months uh, in order to. In order to marry somebody, that is the ruling of the brisa. Now, the three months that she has to wait are three months from uh, from the death of her husband, not from the chalitza, right? Not from the chalitza when the chalitza took place, but from three months after the death of her husband. The brisa continues. Let's say the brother-in-law does chalitza uh, after three months, three months after the death of. Uh, her husband. So, so then you do not need to wait three months before remarrying. You're allowed to remarry immediately. Meaning, we do not say that the chalitza which takes place then requires an additional three months. That we do not say. As the Gemara points out, The entire three months that we're discussing is only from the time of the death of the husband. Not from the point in time in which you did chalitza. Why would you even think that you have to wait three months after you do chalitza? Because one might have thought that since this is all a low plug, we, this is really a rule across the board. Uh, even when this, the, the situation, the, the suspicion is not in existence, that our concern doesn't exist, that maybe she's pregnant and then we don't know who the father is, we still apply this rule that every scenario you have to wait three months. Even if they were only engaged uh, where they didn't have marital relations, you still have to wait three months. So, so too over here. Maybe one could have thought you have to wait three months after Chalitza. Why? Chalitza is the end of a relationship. Anytime you have the end of a relationship, maybe you have to wait an additional three months. But the Gemara is saying, no, we don't say that. We say it's three months from the death of the, of the first husband 
And even if you did a chalitza, you don't have to wait another three months. You just have to wait three months from the death of the husband. So the Gemara now asks as follows. How is this different from the following dispute which applies with regards to the giving of a get, of a divorce document? So let's say we're discussing a regular marriage. There's a regular marriage um, and they get divorced. So you have to wait three months. From when? From what point in time do you have to wait three months? That's a dispute. Rav says that it begins from the time in which you give the get. And Shmuel says that no, the three months start from the time that you write the get. Why from the time that you write the get? Uh, the reason is, is because uh, once you write the get, there's a prohibition to, once you write the divorce document, there's a prohibition for the couple to have marital relations. It's a prohibition once you write the get. Um, and so Shmuel's of the opinion, well, our whole concern here is about them having marital relations, and then you don't know who the father is. But once you write the get, once you write the divorce document, even if you didn't give it yet, but you just wrote it, so there's a prohibition for them to have marital relations. There's no concern. Let the three months start from the three months. Let it begin from the time that you write the get, write the divorce document. Rav argues and says, no, the three months begin at the completion of the severance of the marriage, which is at the time that you give the divorce document. So then so too over here asks the Gemara, in our case as well, we should also say the three months should start from the moment of the chalitza. The chalitza is the separation uh, of and the, the break of that relationship. So to start from the chalitza. So the Gemara answers, no, we don't say that. Amarava, kava chomer, and essentially, Tosus explains as follows. What this means is that if you have an outsider seeing this situation, so they see uh, that the husband passes away, and now the sister-in-law is allowed to do Yibam after three months. Three months have passed, you're allowed to do Yibam. She's allowed to, uh, she's, she's allowed to marry her brother-in-law, which in general would be a severe prohibition because three months have passed. But then you're going to tell me this outsider sees this and sees that they don't get actually get married, but they do chalitza. They don't do yibum. They end up doing chalitza, and now all of a sudden she becomes there's a prohibition which exists. Uh, the negative, the ne- there's a negative commandment now. Uh, there's a there's a prohibition to marry somebody from the outside, which in general would be viewed as just a ordinary negative commandment uh, before yibum is done. Uh, but now you're going to kick in a new prohibition for her for her to she's not allowed to marry anybody after the three months for the three months after the chalitza. It looks very, very strange. She's allowed to do Yibam after the three months after the death of her husband. She doesn't end up doing Yibam. Instead, she does Chalitza. And you're going to tell me now, and after she does Chalitza, she has to wait another three months? It just looks very strange. There is a certain logic to it, in that the Chalitza is the end. It's really the end of that relationship. But it looks strange. She was able to do Yibam. <laughs> There's no concern. She was able to do Yibam. And now you're going to tell me she's not allowed to marry anybody. It looks very strange. And because it looks strange... We'll say that, you know what, we won't apply uh, the, the, the rabbinic uh, law to wait three months in this scenario. We won't apply it in this scenario, and therefore the ruling in the end of the day, the point is, you have to wait three months from the time of the death of the husband, but after the chalitza is done, you do not have to wait another three months. It's not necessary. We're not concerned for that. Um, and so therefore, the three months just begin after the death of the husband. Okay, that concludes the Gemara, and we will continue with the next... Uh, the next plot in the next next week's recording.